the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Nice to be with you in the noon hour. I mean, it's the noon hour to me, even though it's only 11 o'clock. We're approaching the noon hour. It's the lunch period of your day. I hope you'll share it with me. No, not the actual food, just the time. Bruce Hooley Show now airing at a new time, 11 to 1. Our former time slot is occupied by Charlie Kirk. Uh, I love this new schedule for me personally. It gives me the chance to take my daughter to school on Thursday and then my other daughter to school on Friday, they're going to the same school to just give the junior high kids a chance to get acclimated before the high school kids come in. So going to be uh, really good for me, and I hope good for you, and I hope you'll reach out and participate in the show via the phones, 844-TALK-989, via email, Bruce at 989-THE-ANSWER, or Facebook, The Hooli Show, The Bruce Hooli Show, on Facebook. So this is just too delicious. It's long, but it's delicious. The Afghanistan situation is deteriorating. There were uh, reports today that the Taliban fired into a crowd, and there are casualties. Uh, played the audio of the Pentagon spokesperson, John Kirby, admitting that they do not have security for people trying to get to the airport, and they may have a flight. They may not have a flight. They have upwards of 10,000 Americans in Afghanistan trying to get out. Look, I'm old enough to remember the birth of Nightline during the Carter administration and the uh, Iranians taking hostages. Day 50, day 100, day 150, day 200. I remember the mounting. That's how Ted Koppel became famous. Nightline was originated because of the Iranian hostage crisis. It was the first time most of us in America had ever thought anything about, you mean there are people in the world that that hate us? Like, those of us who were born, you know, well after World War II, like, we were a superpower and everybody feared us, and who are these? Who are these people? What did we do to them? Why do they hate us? And this situation in Afghanistan brings that back into the minds of those of us who have experienced it before and have been repulsed by it before. And I really think we are one horrendous video away from this becoming something that the Biden administration will not be able to count on the short-term attention span of the American public to let them off the hook, right? We'd, we'd kind of have a short-term attention span. Remember when Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, couldn't remember whether he posed in blackface or whether he was the guy in the Ku Klux Klan outfit 
Certainly we thought at the time, well, that'll be the end of Ralph Northam. Nope, he's still the governor of Virginia. Remember when Andrew Cuomo sent elderly people back into nursing homes and assured pretty much their death? Then he was in a sexual harassment, sexual assault scandal. Oh, and then that went away until it came back up again. And he didn't survive it the second time. The Biden administration is counting on eh, COVID something to take your attention off Afghanistan. The press will get tired of it. Did they get tired of the disaster at the southern border? Yeah. Your attention spans a week, 10 days. Then they'll be on to something else. You don't hear much about the border anymore on non-conservative outlets. But if we get an American shot on camera, we get an American beheaded on camera, we get girls crying out for mercy on camera. I don't know that that goes away. Visual images are very powerful. How many of you right now? I'm going to I'm going to bring up a visual image. How many of you right now in my age demographic can see the photo of that little girl, that naked little girl in Vietnam running after her village had been napalmed? How many of you see that image right now? It's never left you, has it? It's never left you. I'm not rooting for it. I'm just saying that's how close the Biden administration is to implosion on this and no coming back from it. Michael in Columbus has called 844-TALK-989. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Thanks for taking my call, Bruce. My uh, pleasure. Yeah, my call is regarding the uh, village of Gambier passing a local ordinance on Monday mandating masks at Mount Vernon City School District. Okay. The caveat, the caveat to that is only one of the Mount Vernon schools is within the geographical territory of Gambier. Uh, in any event, I'll get right to the point. So, um, is this is this for which school is it? Is it an elementary school, junior high, or high school? It's, it's for Wigan Street Elementary in Gambier. Okay. Which is part of the Mount Vernon uh, City School District. So. You know, I know Senate Bill 209 mm-hmm. is has either passed or is making its way through the General Assembly, uh, which gives school boards the right to, I guess, dictate whether masks or mask mandates are needed. Mm-hmm. They voted on the issue. The school board voted and decided not to implement, implement the mask mandate. The village then, in retaliation, turned around and passed a mask mandate for any public building within the village. Um, So having said that, uh, I I want this to be aired, and I want people to call or write the General Assembly and ask for state legislation that bars this type of behavior uh, through preemption. We need a policy like Florida's here. Parents are sick and tired of their elementary school children being masked. It's psychologically damaging my child and other children, and I'm just calling to air that uh, that particular thing that has happened this week. Very good. I'm glad you did. I will encourage that, and people can easily do that. Uh, you can go to uh, just Google Ohio legislature. Who is my representative? Likely you're on Google Maps. They're going to geo-target you, and you're going to know. You'll be able to find your representative. You'll be able to write to your representative, and 
Michael is correct. Senate Bill 209, it's a, it's a great bill. It's just not law yet. Um, Andrew Brenner of Powell has proposed it, um, and what it would do is it would prevent people, schools, from mandating that students and others wear face masks. It would prevent that. Now, I know Bruce Vanderhoff's going to come out today and say, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine yesterday. He's back with the, you know, chicken little treatment, the sky is falling thing. Today in Ohio, we are facing a perfect storm. Just as our kids go back to school, the Delta variant is sweeping across the state, taking aim at those who are unvaccinated. Another noble lie from a person in control. It's not just taking aim at those who are unvaccinated. Be honest, Governor. Say, this strain of the virus affects everyone. Our numbers show that it affects disproportionately high numbers of people who have not been vaccinated, but it also impacts the vaccinated. That's the truth. Don't lie. Don't couch. Don't fudge. Don't obfuscate because every time you do, people trust you less. And here's the other thing. I was I, The reason I asked Michael about which school had the mask mandate in Mount Vernon, here's the mask policy from schools that I absolutely positively do not understand. Elementary kids must wear masks. All other junior high, high school, mask optional. Okay, so what you're saying in that is elementary kids not eligible for the vaccine, so you have to wear a mask. But those of you who are eligible for the vaccine, we assume you're all vaccinated, or we just don't want the hassle with your parents. But that's a dumb reason. Because if, again, here we come back to the hard thing, right? We don't want to do the hard thing. We don't want to say the hard thing. We don't want to enforce the hard thing. We don't want to tell the hard truth. Your kid's probably going to get COVID. Probably is. If this is as contagious as chicken pox, he's probably going to get COVID. Not going to die from it, the numbers say. You know what, though? He might. He might. He might get hit by a bus tomorrow, too. Might be a school shooter. Odds are not very good there will be a school shooter. But every time you send your kid out anywhere to a concert, to a movie, to anything, there's a chance, right? There's a chance. People do get struck by lightning. You probably don't fear your child getting struck by lightning. The odds are your kid is, the numbers are, your kid is more likely to die from getting struck by lightning than from COVID. But boy, we look at the two differently because, you know, we don't have doctors in white coats and governors with dire, dour looks on their face saying, it's thunderstorm season in Ohio. Keep your kids inside. We could have a pop-up thunderstorm and they might get struck by lightning. That would be ridiculous, right? We would all view that as ridiculous. The threat is as great or greater from your child, your child, not your grandfather, not if you're over 60, Um, just alarmist rhetoric, alarmist rhetoric. And look, get vaccinated. If you don't want to die from this and you feel like the vaccines are safe and you don't trust 
natural immunity or you're pretty sure you don't have natural immunity, I am not telling you not to wear a mask. I am not telling you not to get vaccinated. I am not telling you what to do, and I'm not hectoring you into what you should do. Not on your own personal health. That's your decision. We actually have a federal law where that's private, but it's noble to compromise that federal law if it's for your own good. And, you know, you're not qualified to determine what's for your own good. That's for Mike DeWine and Bruce Vanderhoff and Joe Biden and the increasingly blurred line between all of them. Um, Maddening. Just maddening. I suppose it was inevitable, sad, but nevertheless inevitable, that in the age of cancel culture, uh, after we finished with uh, Dr. Seuss, uh, who could be as likable on the local level? Uh, Who could have done more for the image of Columbus, Ohio, who somebody could try to take down than uh, Jack Hanna? I mean... Jack Hanna put Columbus on the map. Remember, we always used to be Columbus, Ohio, and then Jack Hanna would go on late night, and he'd go on Good Morning America, and he made the Columbus Zoo the landmark in Columbus, Ohio. And Jack Hanna, uh, along with the development of the Memorial Tournament, uh, those two things have caused Dublin to go from a sleepy little village to uh, a major, major suburb with uh, many industries, uh, many employers, and three high schools and growing. But, of course, somebody can't let Jack Hanna deal with the very sad diagnosis of dementia. Uh, Somebody has to go after Jack Hanna, and it is the makers of a film the Conservation Game, uh, which they allege, uh, in which they allege, uh, Jack Hanna and the Columbus Zoo uh, stonewalled attempts to pass regulations that would protect lions, tigers, jaguars, big cats, and uh, that Jack Hanna used animals on television shows that were then used for commercial purposes or were used for things like high school mascots or, you know, were just held up as exhibits. Okay. I will freely admit that I do not have the um, same Ellie Mae Clampett animal lover gene in me that my wife has. Uh, We have lots of animals at home. We have chickens, we have a horse, we have dogs, we have cats, we have fish. I think I've got the whole roster. But uh, my wife is devastated. Like, my wife will go to the extent of setting a, a live trap for a mouse and then releasing it outside the house so it can find 10 friends and bring them into the house. That is how much my wife loves animals. And I understand many people love animals to that degree. I love our dogs. I love our cats. Yes, I love cats. Sorry. Must admit that. Uh, Uncomfortable personal revelation. (laughs) But here's what 
is missed in this attempt to go after Jack Hanna when Jack Hanna is not in a physical state to defend himself. Um, These animals, um, though they are young and though they may end up as high school mascots or may end up at the wilds or they may end up, you know, you do understand that in the wild, in Africa, they are not guaranteed to be fed on a daily basis. You do understand that they probably are fed better uh, in the care of others who are, according to this uh, criticism, using them for commercial purposes. Well, I do not dismiss that there might be a downside to it, but I do not also acknowledge that there is no upside to it for the animal. Because they're going to be, if they're used for commercial purposes, what would be the number one thing you would want to do if you were using such an animal for commercial purposes? Keep it alive. Keep it healthy. Keep it thriving. So this just offends my sensibilities. I'm not talking about anything in the film being true or untrue. I haven't seen the film. I'm not interested in seeing the film. Uh, They make the case in the uh, film that, you know, these animals get old and they... uh, They just put them down. Okay, let's say that's true. I don't know that it is, but let's say that's true. What happens in the wild when an animal gets old? Do they get a humane, pain-free death? No, they don't. They get eaten, killed in a gruesome way by a bigger, stronger predator. That's what happens. So the lack of nuance, the unwillingness to look at nuance, is one thing. The insatiable urge to find fault with people who have done so much good in their life is another. And the uh, rush to marginalize someone who may not share uh, exactly, first of all, it's ridiculous to argue that Jack Hanna does not care about animals, which that's the overarching accusation in this film. Maybe Jack Hanna looks at it through a prism that bigger picture. If I take these animals on late night, on The Tonight Show, on Jimmy Fallon, it'll inspire a lot of giving and conservation efforts around the world will gain. And so it's a value judgment. I don't know. I'm just saying I can see where that might have been the logic. But by and large, what this stems from is like somebody disagrees with the viewpoint or the practices that Jack Hanna engaged in. And they assume, of course, that he could not have possibly put any thought into it because he arrived at a different conclusion than they did. Similarly, another cultural icon right now is under fire, country singer Carrie Underwood. You say, Carrie Underwood, she's beautiful. What could she possibly have done? She's a mom. She's got the most amazing voice I've ever heard. Here is Carrie Underwood's crime. Uh, Yesterday, Carrie Underwood, a mom in Nashville, liked a tweet in which a video of a conservative podcast host, Matt Walsh, was shown at a Nashville school board meeting advocating for students to be able to go to school without masks. She liked it. She didn't tweet, yeah, this is right, all you idiots out there. No, she just liked it. And somebody found it. First of all, what kind of a loser do you have to be? to peruse the social media pages of celebrities and decide you're going to try to cancel them because how dare they like something I don't like? (laughs) 
We are allowed to like different things. We are allowed to have different political viewpoints. To believe in what we choose to believe in. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.